Welcome to the Sabbath School Rescue Podcast with your host, Buster Swoops and Michael Campbell. This week in preparation for Sabbath, September 23rd, we look at Lesson 13, Waging Peace. Together, let's see what it actually means to put on the armor of God to be a part of the peace-wielding army of the Lord. The Sabbath School Rescue Podcast is hosted by Michael Campbell and Buster Swoops at the Adventist Learning Community. Together, we love learning and have 18 years of pastoral experience and now we have the privilege to dig deeper into the study. All right, Michael, here we are, lesson 13, Waging Peace. And Ephesians chapter 6, 16, and 17, this is kind of a continuation from last week. And yeah. what it's talking about, we're going to talk about the elements of the, of the armor of God. In all circumstances, take up the shield of faith with which... You can extinguish the flaming darts of the evil one and take the helmet of salvation and the sword of the spirit, which is the word of God. And, and so in all of this is telling us how to be actually a unified army of God, which is the church. Talked a little mm -hmm. bit about it last week. And now here comes Sunday's lesson. Absolutely. So and the point of Sunday's lesson, it's titled The Church, a Unified Army, is to remind us that together sometimes there are things that we can do that we are stronger together than we are apart. And this, I think, comes back to the very beginning of the quarter when we talked with uh, John McVeigh that our Western mindset sometimes struggles with this, that we're used to just being, you know, solo heroes that controlling our own fate and destiny, and that yes, we don't we usually like to think about how we belong in a more corporate sense. And, and Pastor Paul is trying to urge us, tugging on our hearts, that, that there's something that's more, that we need to work together. And when people actually come together, great things can happen. And, and okay, I mean, obviously, we know great evil can happen too, right? But, right. but we're here to, to look at how great good can happen. As, and this is where... Uh, Paul is trying to urge us that we belong to the body of Christ. And there's many different metaphors that are, are mentioned throughout the book of Ephesians, the temple of God. We like to talk about that a lot as Adventists. Uh, we are part of the bride of Christ. These are collective terms. No one person is, is the bride of Christ. These are uh, metaphors, spiritual reminders that we belong to something uh, bigger than ourselves. And finally, of course, here in Ephesians 6, the army of the living God, this idea that that at the end of time, uh, and of course, we believe this is Adventist. That's part of our theology, part of our eschatology, our belief in end time events, right? That we believe Jesus is coming. Uh, but right before that happens, there will be an evil day. And how do we prepare for that? Well, we do that through spiritual preparation, being anchored in Scripture, keeping our eyes on Jesus. And those are pertinent reminders. That's part of our battle armor. And we're going to talk about each of the different parts of that battle armor, beginning with the belt and, and the breastplate. Mm, yes. And so, Michael, as you were just talking about that unified army, what mm -hmm. would an army be without those emblems of the belt and the breastplate? And you might be mm -hmm. saying, well, what in the world does a belt have to do with anything? I, I love <laughs> this. Dave Ramsey actually talks about this. It's, it's actually integrity. It's the, the mm -hmm. integrity, the, the thing that actually balances. And every great army has had some mantra that caused them to do amazing things for Maybe we look at it now and say, why were Roman centurions so bought in 
Well, it's because they had a mantra of what they stood for. And because they stood for it, everyone knew what they stood for. Mm. And some, sometimes, uh, what is it? I think it's Martin Luther King Jr. says, if you don't, if you're not willing to, if you're not willing to stand for it, or if you, if you don't know what you're willing to die for, then you're actually willing to die for, or you're willing to fall for everything. Right. Mm. So if we Ooh. know what we're standing for, then that's why that belt of truth is so important. Mm-hmm. But then we also have there the, the breastplate of righteousness. And it gives us a, a couple of scriptures here, Michael, for us to, mm-hmm. to go through that correlates with this lesson. And that is Ephesians chapter 6, 14. Stand therefore, of course, having girded your waist with truth uh, and, your, and the breastplate, breastplate of righteousness. But then 1 Peter 4, uh, verses 1 verse one therefore since christ suffered for us in the flesh arm yourselves also with the same mind for he who has suffered in the flesh has ceased from sin so saying that truth is having the same mind as christ and then going to 5 8 be sober first peter 5 8 be sober and vigilant because your adversary the devil walks around like a roaring lion seeking mm-hmm. whom he may devour so once again being being aware and then, of course, Romans 8, 37 and 39. Yet in all these things were more than conquerors through him who loved us. For I'm persuaded that neither death, nor life, nor angels, nor principalities, nor powers, nor things present, nor things seen, or, nor things uh, to come, nor height, nor death, nor any to create thing shall be able to separate us from the love of God. So mm-hmm. with, with all of this, knowing this, being equipped with scripture, the truth that's found in scripture, being be, being equipped with that which is Christ and his righteousness, because we recognize that all of our righteousness is filthy rags. That mm-hmm. is why we're putting on the righteousness. It's not coming from us. It's coming from Christ and being placed on us. That is what's mm-hmm. giving us the ability to continue to fight for and not with one another, not against one another, but to stand firm with one another, if you will. Yeah. And so, Michael, talk to us about shoes. All right, you're going shoe <laughs> shopping, right? I hope they fit. <laughs> yeah, we're getting to the stage where my shoes disappear because the, the kids take them, you know. <laughs> oh, <get> no. older. <laughs> yeah, we all have our shoe problems, I guess. But here we are talking about something very specific and that is waging peace. We've been talking about waging war, cosmic conflict, but what is the way, what is the battle plan strategically? What are we talking about? And in this case, I love this, that I think a lot of, you know, Jesus talks about turning the other cheek. So what people naturally expect is our, our, and this is our human nature, our sinful human nature that we tend to and, you know, gravitate towards ourselves, we, we tear other people down, right? That's, that's what, you know, and there's conflict and, and everything else. But, and, and we think of war, we think of destruction, all war is terrible. No, nobody wins in war, because, you know, all, all sides lose, even the people that are victorious, you know, are find themselves corrupted through the evils of, of warfare, right? So just because you, you won doesn't mean that, that, that that's a necessarily a good thing. But but the battle plan strategy is completely different, and, and that is waging peace. And what if, if you think about this, and if somebody does something terrible to you, and you, re, you return the opposite, that's completely unexpected. It changes. I, I, there was a missionary. I've been doing a lot of mission history, Adventist mission history, and there's a missionary in what was then called Burma, and he's going through a village on his way home from some meetings, and he gets attacked by somebody. 
and he gets some of, loses some of his teeth. He would have died except for this. A police officer intervened and, of course, arrests the guy. And and the missionary actually goes and visits him. And 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 when they press charges, he says, "No, I I forgive you." And and then suddenly, all the people in that village said, "What kind of what kind of religion?" takes a man to actually forgive the man who everybody else said was terrible and deserves to be put in jail to actually love his attacker and to be able to forgive him whatever religion that was one of the most effective things that could have possibly ever happened and he was waging peace now rightfully so he could have thrown the guy in jail and locked him up and thrown away the key because nobody liked the guy (laughs) he was a troublemaker (laughs) in the village anyways and then here he is attacking this this strange person, and it's kind of like good riddance. And and yet this this man chose peace. He chose love over hate and evil, and and that's the battle plan, battle strategy of of the Church of God that we have here. And I love that symbolized by shoes shoes of of good tidings, of of love, grace, patience, forgiveness, all of those things that people begin to see through the power of the gospel and how it changes the way. And I like that because shoes are where movement happens. This is where movement happens in our spiritual lives. But Wednesday, we're to other aspects of of our battle armor. Yeah. I was going to say, we we talked a little bit about this in depth last week. So if you didn't get a chance to listen to it, please do. But the shield, the helmet, and the sword, right? So you have the shield of faith. And we talked about how and, and the first thing that our principal contributor mentions here is that the shield is large. And when it's dipped in water or drenched in water, it can quench fiery darts that are thrown at it, right? Mm. But there's something else here, the helmet of salvation. I, and I, I love to bring in Sister, Sister White here, which she talks about, uh, and, and science is caught up with it as well, where they're talking about the parts of the brain that light up when we pray. And a lot of it has to do with our prefrontal cortex, the head and the heart going towards a decision that we make. And it's with our entire being that we make a decision for Christ. But here we see the helmet of salvation, Mm -hmm. but then also we have the sword of the spirit. And I love what the lesson brings here. The final item of armor is the sword of the spirit, which is the word of God, Ephesians 6, 17. And that word of God is the very thing that is our weapon. Mm. It is... It is the very entity, if you will, that actually gives us the ability to know how to combat and when to. It is it is our battle plan. It is the the roadmap for where we're going and how we're going to get there and what we need to do in order to make sure that we get there. And, mm. and so I don't want us to take this lightly. It says, how should believers as combatants in the great controversy use the shield, helmet, and the sword? And mm. what's amazing about this is it's supposed to be personalized, if you will. Mm. My helmet, it d- won't fit your head, Michael. These are customized. Mm. Uh, my shield and is not your shield. My sword is not your sword. We're supposed to learn to wield all of our, all of our own and mm-hmm. to be able to use them for different things. And yeah. the spirit will lead us of how we're supposed to do those. But it's up to us to spend enough time with God to learn the skills in order how to, to do these. I remember preaching a, a sermon once, Michael, and I said, uh, what, what was it? Battle-ready soldiers. And mm. said, can you imagine being a, a Navy SEAL and you are at the top of the top of, of military knowledge and skills 
And when someone asks you, well, where, where have you ever seen any, any action? And you say, yeah, I actually never did. All I did ever was train. Wow. <laughs> and that's what it is like with Christianity. There's so many of us that are so well-trained, like we could train the entire world 12 times over if we really wanted to, but we never see any action. Oh my goodness. Because we're afraid to, we're afraid to share our faith. We're mm. afraid to actually tell others about our salvation. We're afraid to actually allow people to understand that we have a knowledge of depth of scripture. And so we keep it to ourselves. And because of that, our skills diminish because we're afraid to actually exercise our use of knowledge of what God has given us. And if you don't use it, you lose it. So utilize Keeping those it real. skills. Yeah. Utilize those skills that God has given you. And that sword that you have that, that might be a dagger right now, eventually will come a larger sword as you use it. Mm. Uh, that, that shield of faith, as it might be a small shield right now, you graduate to a larger faith as you exercise it, as you use it. Uh, so yeah. please, by all means, utilize these, uh, um, uh, these emblems. And so, Michael, take us to Thursday's lesson, practicing battle, battlefield prayer. Yeah, I was just thinking about what you said about how those things, they they get stretched and grow, you know, they grow through use, you know, and that's yes. that's a big part of it. And I think prayer is also true, you know, think of modern warfare and battle, that communications, everything, you know, the comms go out, you're you're in trouble. And there's lots of yeah. stories from like World War One, World War Two, where there's a battle unit and people risk their lives and everything to to help make sure that people had an important piece of information that would allow them to be able to escape or know how to press on at a critical moment, things like that. It's not too difficult to, to think of a number of those kinds of examples because that's that's what it's about. It's about communication. Communication, it, it, it's not a one-way street either. Right? It's, 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 it involves two sides. And that's what prayer is. And, and so I encourage you to think about, you know, think about intercessory prayer, especially I think I think a battlefield prayer. That's what I'm thinking about is it's not just praying, you know, dear Lord bless his food. And hey, I'm not trivializing that. That's important to pray for the ordinary things of life, too. But but think of of not just our own personal needs, but think of others, you know, and pray prayers of intercession, thinking of this cosmic conflict. Look around you and see, oh, you know, somebody is is in a in the midst of of some kind of struggle you know i was just walking down the street and some neighbors of ours i don't even know them never met them before but i could just hear the anxiety in his voice as he was talking and and just listening i wasn't trying not to but i couldn't help but hear a little bit you know he was talking about his frustration with his students you know so obviously mm -hmm. this guy's a teacher and and uh, trying to help get his students to learn. And instead of just saying, you know, you know, that guy's kind of talking really loud and it's annoying, say, you know what, here's somebody that's trying to make a difference. Maybe I should pray for, him. I don't know him at all, but look for those opportunities in your life, whoever it might be in your sphere of influence, maybe just a random stranger down the street. If we take a moment to try to learn, to observe and, and, and look around us, see, and we'll sense that, that there are wider things of work at work that are, it's not just about me. It's not just ourselves that to, to think about around us, what is going on around us, letting our eyes, having spiritual eyes self to be able to discern who and, 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 and what struggles. We never know what it's like to be in someone else's shoes and what particular struggles they might be going through right now. 
And you might just be that lifeline, that opportunity. God may work through you to speak a, a word of hope and courage in a way that that might just make an incredible difference in someone else's life. And that's what battlefield prayer is. It's it's praying for the advancement of the kingdom of God through the lives of those we interact with. You, you know, Michael, I, I love that key word that you shared there, which is awareness and how many people are walking around unaware. And because of that, they are easy to pick off. They're easy like the enemy who's going around like a roaring lion, lion seeking whom, whom he may devour. They're just they're just open prey. But we can actually turn around being open prey by openly praying. Uh, and so as we are praying and they're in prayer, we're actually aware because God gives us awareness. He calls us up, He causes us to be able to see things that we cannot see, which is discernment, which is also a gift of the Spirit. And so in all these different things, Michael, I, I, I appreciate you challenging us to become more spiritually aware. Yeah. And by the way, I encourage our listeners to, to read chapter 11 in the book Steps to Christ, The Privilege of Prayer. Oh, yes. If you want just a little bit of encouragement to think about prayer battlefield battlefield prayer that you know and i love how ellen white says that prayer is just like talking to jesus like a friend just like we're able to talk and i love and look forward to this every week you know buster that we get a chance to just be able to talk about the lesson but it makes it more fun when you talk with a friend someone that you know you have a friendship with and you can talk to and say hey that person's my friend and 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 that's kind of how ellen white describes prayer that Jesus yes. is our friend. You know, I, hey God, I'm, I'm struggling, you know, and I notice some other people are struggling too. And, and I just want to pray for them today, Lord. And, and that's such a beautiful thing. I think great. You know, there's, there's another quote in there, which is, I mean, it just touched me every time prayer doesn't bring God down to us. It brings us up to God. Mm. Uh, and, and so it's so important to have that connectivity to have, once again, that awareness as you so keenly brought us to, Michael. Love it. Well, I think we've covered another lesson for, uh, thanks for listening to the Sabbath School Rescue Podcast. Uh, until next week, this is Soup. And Swoops. Signing, signing out. out. As we wrap up, we want to give a shout out to our sponsor, the Adventist Learning Community, a ministry of the North American Division of Seventh-day Adventists. You can join us each week by subscribing on Spotify, iTunes, wherever you like to listen to podcasts. Also, make sure you share with as many people as possible. And be sure to give us feedback by rating our podcast and go to our website, SabbathSchoolRescue.org, for each weekly episode.